We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready? Down! Put, 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 put! This is the Bear Report Podcast with Zach Pearson. Zach Pearson. And Aaron Lemming. Aaron Lemming. Providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming. Welcome into another edition of the Bear Report Podcast. We are here at Hellas Hall for training camp. Day two for the Chicago Bears. They are actually outside today after the weather forced them inside on Wednesday. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Pearson. I'm joined by Andrew Freeman, who was at training camp with me. And uh, before we get into this, bear with us. We are outside, actually, because they've closed Hellas Hall downstairs, so we can't record downstairs so we're actually outside hoping that this works um but yeah andrew thanks for joining me man and uh right off the bat i mean training camp good to be outside um how'd you kind of feel about the about day two yeah well first of all it is a lot nicer to be in the shade rather than in the sun as we're at practice today but yeah overall i thought i thought it was a pretty solid day for both sides of the ball right and i kind of tweeted this out there but i felt like it was very balanced where i felt like both sides of the ball, defense and offense, both sides are making plays. Um, it wasn't a case where one side of the ball was better than the other. I, I do feel like it was pretty pretty balanced overall. And I think the real thing that stands out to me being the first time I'm being able to get out here and watch these guys live is that the Justin Fields to DJ Moore connection, I know yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone's heard this a million times already and it's been said a million times, but it is real. It, it is one of those things where you can tell – Whenever the offense sputters a little bit or goes into a rut, Justin Fields is always looking for DJ Moore, and nine times out of ten, they've been connecting so far in practice. So that's been the main thing that's kind of stood out to me so far, at least in the early going of things. Yeah, and, you know, spoiler for my for my notebook, um, the second play of the day, well, the first play of the day was yesterday. The second play of the day is also Justin Fields and DJ Moore. Um, and you're right. Whenever something kind of breaks down, um, it's kind of nice that Fields has this safety blanket quote unquote in, in DJ Moore. Um, he's finally in my eyes got a guy that can go up and you can give a 50, 50 ball to, and, and he can win that. We didn't see that, you know, last year at all. We didn't really see that in 2021, although they had Allen Robinson, he was hurt. They were never really on the same page. Um, nothing against Darnell Mooney or, or Chase Claypool, but that wasn't there last year. This year, early on in OTAs and minicamp and now continuing into training camp, it's been DJ Moore and, we saw today, you know, the play he had against Tyreek Stevenson. It was solid coverage by Stevenson. It wasn't like Moore just completely torched him or, or burned him or anything. Um, but but DJ Moore went up and got the ball down the right sideline. It was a nice gain. It was a nice throw. 
Um, and then we kind of saw him, you know, intermediate stuff over the middle. But, yeah, that connection's working. Um, another guy I thought that stood out, and I don't know if you agree with me on this, um, rookie Tyler Scott. Yeah. And, and you and I were right there. We saw him um, on the one-on-ones when they were doing, like, wide receiver DB drills. Um uh, I forgot, was it uh, OJ uh, was the defensive back? Uh, yeah, OJ Moody, yeah. OJ, yeah, yeah, yeah. OJ Moody. Um, can't pronounce his name for whatever reason. Um, but Tyler Scott just completely burned him, and it was a good ball. I believe it was P.J. Walker that threw it. What were kind of your thoughts on uh, Tyler Scott? Because he made another play later on beating Jalen Jones with his speed. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how much of a role that Tyler Scott's going to have this year because they do have uh, Mooney and Claypool ahead of them. Um, in the in the rotation there, and you know whatever you get out of Fields Jones, obviously. But if there's one thing that I think Scott can bring to the table this year is that deep ball speed. It definitely shows out, and you kind of mentioned it in one on ones. He had a couple plays where he got behind the defense, and even in team, I think the one play that you were talking about, the ref did rule Scott out of bounds on yeah. that play. So the throw was not the best, but I mean he had a good five yards of separation on that play too. So clearly he is, he is a weapon that um, defenses need to respect at least just for the speed alone. And you hope that the rest of the game kind of comes to him too, which is nice to have, right? Because DJ Moore, you know, with some of the players on the roster already, you know, DJ Moore, he's kind of the threat all three levels of the field, but having a guy that can take the top off of the defense just makes things so much easier for the rest of the offense because now that opens things up. It opens up the vertical passing game, and that intermediate part of the field just becomes more and more open. And I think we saw that today during practice where they were really starting to attack that as the day went on. It felt like a lot of short stuff today, yeah. so it wasn't a lot of exciting like wow throws um, throughout the day, throughout practice, but uh, just a lot of quick games today that they were working on. But we kind of saw it. They, they, they started to attack the middle of the field a little bit more, which is nice to see. Um, and, and on another note for the wide receivers, before we move on to some of the other groups, uh, I'll point out here, you kind of mentioned uh, Mooney and Claypool. I felt like besides Scott and Moore, it was a pretty inconsistent, you know, kind of a rough day for the rest of the wide receivers out there. It felt like there were a lot of balls on the ground, a lot of drops. Um, Claypool and, and Mooney both had a couple drops during seven on seven. So you don't like to see that. Claypool had one nice catch later on in the day, though. Uh, it was kind of like a bobbling catch where he went to the ground um, near the end of practice. So that was nice to see. But, yeah, I would say the one, the two consistent players for them was more, obviously, and then Scott making a couple big plays as a, as a deep threat. Yeah, yeah. The, the You know, it was a clean day on Wednesday, um, not like any false starts or anything like that. And today – I think there was two false starts or, or yeah, one. there were a couple. Yeah, and, and and it just it wasn't as clean. It's day two though. Luke Getzey reminded us of that when he met the media. He's, right. it, it, it's it's day two. Like things are gonna happen. Um, you know, there was a couple drops here and there. Like you mentioned, the, the drops from a couple of the receivers. Roshan Johnson also fumbled the ball, and that really won't help his case. Um, but yeah, day two. It, it, you know, it, it, things are gonna take a little bit to to kind of get used to and. You know, you mentioned taking the intermediate stuff, the short stuff. I think that's somewhere that Justin Fields has to improve on. We didn't really Absolutely. see that, you know, a lot last year. He tucked it and ran. Yeah. Um, you know, this year I think we'll see a little bit more of that where he'll take that check down. He'll take that in the flat. I saw it Wednesday with Robert Tanyan turned into a touchdown. Yeah. A couple of plays like that. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to ask, how do you think Fields looked in terms of uh, his comfortability taking those, those short stuff? Because – 
Last year, it felt like he was almost fighting himself to kind of get to the check down instead of having it be a smooth progression at times. How do you think he looked, you know, going from one to two to to check down today? I think it's still a little bit of a work in progress. Um, I agree, yeah. I, I do think he did hit the check downs as he should have, but sometimes it was just a little too slow to get there. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a – I forgot which play it was. There's really no pass rush out there. We should note that. Um, there are guys, you know, rushing, but it's not like they're full collisions. There was a play where you know, a couple of screen plays were actually broken up, mm-hmm. um, so that was that was pretty good by the defense. But there was a play I remember Fields going through his progressions. Um, you know, they're going left to right, and he pretty much would have been annihilated. It, was, it would have been a big sack. It took too long to get the ball out to Dante Foreman. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a work in progress, and like we said, you know, it's day two. It's not like it's you know we're August you know ninth and they're making these mistakes and stuff like that. Um, look at the other stuff, you know, cover the drops, cover all that stuff. I, I think kind of going back to the, the Moore thing, I, I think when we put it out there that, you know, Moore's beating Tyreek Stevenson, I think that's actually, you know, good in a way for Tyreek Stevenson. He's getting these reps against DJ Moore. You want to be thrown in the fire right away as a rookie. And, you know, it's probably better for him to go up against someone like DJ Moore consistently rather than someone who's, you know, maybe not going to make the roster. It was kind of an NFL journeyman or, or battling um, for the roster. You know, outside of Stevenson, I guess, what did you see from this defense um, while we were out there? Yeah, quick note on Stevenson. Um... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Like He's a rookie cornerback. These guys are going to get beat a lot. Like that's just We saw with Kyle yeah. Gordon oh, last yeah. year, right? It's just it's a tough position to play. And you're going against, against one of the 15 to 20 best receivers in football yep. every day in practice. Like – you know, like you said, you kind of want him to get those reps and, and see what it's like to, to face a number one wide receiver. Because guess what? He's guess who's going to have to cover in the NFC North for the next few years? Justin Jefferson yep. twice a yep. year. So uh, if Christian Watson's good, right? You know, right, Christian Watson's good. I'm so. St. Brown. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's a lot of good receivers out there, and you never know who they're going to draft. Obviously. So um, yeah, iron sharpens iron, so to speak, and that's always good to see. But in terms of the rest of the defense. Um, you know, it's tough to say about the pass rush or defensive line because they're not wearing pads. It's really tough to judge run game stuff in general because there's not there's no tackling going yep. on. So I always kind of tune out when, whenever they do run plays and stuff like that because you never know when the run back actually got. Until they get the pads. Right, right. Stuff, yeah. So you kind of have to wait until the pads get on. But in terms of the rest of defense, you know, um, the one thing I noticed, and we talked about how they, the offense is focusing on a lot of quick game stuff today, Whenever there was a completion underneath, it seemed like the defense was right there to tackle them or theoretically tackle tackle them. Um, it, it seemed like the, the, the back seven was really fast reacting and, and 
clicking and closing on guys in the short routes and um, limiting yak opportunities, which is what you want to see from them at this point in time. You know, in terms of some players that stood out, it's it's tough to say. I know rookie Terrell Smith had a couple nice plays. Um, Kendall Williamson, seventh round pick this year, another rookie. He almost had an interception on fields um, later on in practice. It was kind of like a fields kind of forced it on that play. I felt like, but it was a nice read by him to kind of read and react that play. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, but I saw Noah Sewell getting some reps with the yeah, first team. I yep. felt like so. I think that was something interesting to kind of kind of note there. Otherwise, I mean, like you said, like Kyler Gordon made one really nice play blowing up a screen. I thought Demarcus Walker, I think it was, made a nice play seeing a screen as well and kind of getting his hands on the ball. Um, so, yeah, other than that, I mean, you can see that there is some upgrade speed, I think, in that secondary. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds, you can, you can see the speed there at the linebacker position. But, yeah, otherwise I'd say it was just a really solid day from the defense. Like, no really bad breakdowns or anything. Um, it it seems just like whenever the Bears got a completion, it's because it, it seemed like a result of the Bears defense kind of allowing that uh, completion to happen, and then they were just going to rally and, and get the tackle in the short game. Yeah, yeah, that, that was pretty much the case. And outside of you know a couple of nice throws from Fields, um, what I thought, uh, you know, who was it? Uh, Terrell was it Terrell Lewis, the uh, defensive yeah, lineman? Yeah, yeah, he was he was out there making a couple of plays. I, I one thing I noticed is like how loud the defense is on mm-hmm. the side. I mean. From coaches to Demarcus Walker yelling, I think we saw Justin Jones and Cody Whitehair kind of getting a spirited little thing um, after a play. There's a lot of energy out there, and this has kind of been the vibe all around Hallis Hall. This offseason has been the energy. Um, it, it's very different. It, it's it's not like it was last year where you know towards the end of the year they kind of knew or middle of the year they kind of knew what was going on. Like yeah, we're 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 selling, like we're, we're rebuilding. We traded Roquan Smith, we traded Robert Quinn. Demarcus Walker kind of brings a new element. Um, we haven't seen really what he can do a lot on the field just yet because the pads haven't been on, but he brings that leadership. Um, he's very vocal. It brings that energy out there. Um, same with a couple of the coaches too. Um, you know, one thing that you and I, I think we, we saw or noticed on one-on-ones, watching those wide receivers and DBs battle mm-hmm. out is so much fun. And the yeah. one, you know, DJ Moore against Jalen Johnson and Johnson playing 10 yards off and Moore seeing that and then going like a quick, uh, you know, curl route or button or whatever, something like that. um, And making the catch, you know, obviously Tyler Scott had his play on that one. There are a couple other nice plays. Um, Aaron Cruikshank almost made another one handed catch. (laughs) That would have been kind of cool in those um, one-on-ones. Well, was there anything, you know, before we kind of wrap this up here, was there anything that stood out to you? Maybe a quote um, or a play Anything that kind of, you know, took caught your eye that maybe we haven't talked about? Yeah, I'll touch on one thing that I saw in terms of a lineup sort of thing I saw. The offensive line, we know what the first team is going to yep. look like with, uh, you know, you got Jones, Jenkins, Whitehair, uh, Davis, and Darnell Wright. Um, I, I guess I'll say that Wright got beat a couple times. I, I thought I saw a right tackle, but, I mean, again, it's tough to tell in these sorts of practice environments. But, uh, the second team offensive line, I thought it was interesting that I saw, and I, I tweeted this out there. I, I should have been more clear. It's supposed to be from right to left here, but uh, Larry Barm at right tackle, uh, Terry Carter at right guard, Lucas Patrick at center. That all makes sense, but the left side was very interesting, I thought, because you had Alex Leatherwood at left guard and then uh, Kellen Dyche at left tackle. Yeah. So that was like the most – I guess that was the interesting thing that I saw there. So it, it seems like Le- Leatherwood, they see him as a guard moving forward, which – 
I think it's for the best. That's probably his best chance of, of making the roster and making an impact because I didn't really like his tackle tape last year when he when he got the chance to play there. And, and Dyche is kind of interesting as well. He's an athletic guy that I kind of liked in last year's draft and um, kind of fell out of favor. with. A, he was an undrafted guy last year, I, th- I think, yeah, as well. So, out of Arizona State? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the Bears kind of picked him up, and I, I kind of like the upside with him. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, how about you? Yeah, yeah. W- one thing I kind of noted that was kind of funny was um, it was actually in a press conference when Cleo Herbert was talking. Um, someone asked him about the running back uh, <laughs> yeah. meetings and that, you know, Saquon Barkley and all those guys, you know, Austin Eckler and Tony Pollard, J- Josh Jacobs, they were all in these running back meetings online and through Zoom kind of talking <laughs> about the position. And someone asked, Cole Herbert's like, did you attend? He's like, no, I wasn't invited. And someone's like, didn't they, didn't they see your yards per carry last year? And he, he kind of had fun with that. So that was kind of what stood out to me. Um, he's always a great interview. You know, he's kind of embracing that role as running back one, um, taking on that leadership role. Yep. You know, David Montgomery's voice is not here anymore. It's Cleo Herbert's voice, and Cleo Herbert's not really a, a very outspoken guy. He even admits he doesn't like to talk a lot. He's trying to do better at it. Um, but, yeah, that was kind of my takeaway. The other takeaway, I'm like, as we're recording this outside, there's like this awesome Chicago Bears grill. I'll hear this long Bears grill in the players' parking lot oh, that's yeah. going off, and they're cooking. Something smells good. Yeah, something smells good. And I, I can't tell who's cooking or what they're cooking, but it, it's an awesome grill. I think Chase Claypool posted on his Instagram a while back if – if anyone wants to see it. But, yeah, that wraps up day two here at Hallis Hall. Um, it's Zach Pearson and Andrew Freeman here wrapping things up, talking about our day. Make sure to follow the Bear Report on Twitter at Just Bear Report. Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Zach, Z-A-C-K underscore Pearson. Where can they follow you at, Eric? Uh, Andrew? Sorry. <laughs> Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at AJ. Is it Twitter now or is it X? Like, who, yeah, who, I, who uh, knows, man? Uh, who knows? But uh, yeah, you can follow me on. I guess I'll just call it Twitter because it's it's like the Sears Tower thing. Yeah, you can change the name. But it'll yeah, be Sears Tower. <laughs> um, you can follow me on Twitter at AJ Freeman twenty five. I'll be back at camp uh, next Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, is, is what the plan is for yep. now, and then uh, uh, yeah, looking forward to get back here. It's always fun to be uh, at Hallis Hall for training camp, and um, you know, it didn't feel like as. Uh, it felt like it was a little bit underwhelming from a fan experience today, um, but I mean, it's always tough to, tough to tell though because yeah. we were on the opposite side of the field from where all the fans were at and stuff. But uh, always love seeing the fans out here, and uh, it's always a good time at uh, at House Hall. Yeah, for sure. And make sure to uh, rate, review, subscribe on all major podcasting platforms. We'll have a better mic next time. Hopefully, we'll be inside as well uh, next time. That's on me. I forgot the adapter, but also you know they are doing construction, so. Bear with us with this um, podcast. No uh, pun intended. Yeah, exactly. No pun intended. Uh, until next time, everyone, please stay safe. Please stay healthy. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.